0: Hi, and welcome to our new podcast called Parents of Teenagers. My name is Kathy and I'm here with my co-host, my husband, Terry uh, Christensen. We are um, two 40 and 50-something parents of teenagers. Um, this, this actual series of podcasts could be called Children of senior citizens, <laughs> it could be called long-term married people or um, long-term old house homeowners or uh, a number of different things. But um, one of the reasons why we decided to do a podcast was um, we're parents of a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old Um they're both boys, uh, and we've been married for um, 22 years, going on 23 in July. Um, actually, I think today is our 20-year anniversary in this house.
1: Actually, it was yesterday. It's 28th. It
0: was the 28th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've been living in the same house for 20 years. Um, and kind of the reason behind us putting together this podcast is, you know, I've... I was looking, it's funny Terry, I was looking at um I wanted to make sure this title wasn't taken because it seems very general for a podcast title and I wanted to make sure it wasn't taken and when I was looking at the other teen parenting podcasts it was, um It was like power parenting and (laughs) and like sure, like tips for faith based child rearing and stuff like that, you know, and I'm I just feel like there is not much out there for the average parent of teens. Like I wouldn't say that the mm-hmm. impetus of this podcast is because we know what the hell we're doing. Cause we definitely don't like this is, we're taking it day by day as much as we can. And um, I just feel like we're relatively average mm-hmm. and um, there's, it's funny. I was actually thinking about kind of um, the world we live in right now and how there's a lot of um, just, social media is just a debacle and everybody is like really just highlighting the very best moments of their lives and stuff like that and it makes people feel like they have to live these fabulous lives and live the, in these fabulous houses and go on fabulous vacations and it's really kind of it's difficult to find the joy in the day to day and I feel like we're very capable of doing that. Um, I mean we're average but I guess we'll were you know i don't know if you would call us average like so i'm a coo of an association so i'm a chief operating officer um and i've been doing that um for i think about nine years now and before Mm -hmm. that i was an editor-in-chief of a magazine um and so and then terry if you want to introduce yourself and kind of
1: well i've been in radio for over 30 One years now going on 32 and uh, which is the reason why we have all of this podcasting (laughs) equipment laying around.
0: Yeah, we didn't actually have to make the investment that most new podcasters have to make. Because I already had it. You already had it, so in perfect sense. I was
1: like, hmm, I want to put dynamic mics in here because it would work better for the space. Oh, well, sorry, don't have enough dynamic microphones, so I'm going to use some condensers to nobody else that, that makes any sort of there sense. There may but be me,
0: like 0.01% of, mm-hmm. of people that get that.
1: I know exactly. Uh, the, the type of space we were in. And unfortunately, I so I have to apologize right off the bat that I don't have dynamic microphones for this particular recording. I was actually going to
0: mention that. Like, I yeah. feel like this mm-hmm. would be a lot better with uh,
1: dynamic microphones because
0: yeah. this is clearly not. So maybe we can up our game next time. Yeah, maybe next time. I mean, I guess I would say we're average, but not average. Right. Like we have really cool jobs mm-hmm. for sure. Um, we've been married for twenty two years we've been together for 25 years Mm -hmm. right um which i don't think is and plus we still like each other that's actually something that i think i'm discovering is more and more rare um the longer you're with a person in a marriage um i don't know i mean i feel like a lot of marriages you just kind of I don't know I don't know that they're friends right like I feel like we're friends we started out friends
1: we started out as friends and we're still together and we still enjoy being with each other I st- and we still love each other
0: yeah yeah and we still love to we make each other laugh and you know all of that so I think and we're just living this life and we're both not neither of us are, are convinced that we know exactly what we're doing which is I mm-hmm. think fair um, We've lived in the same house, like we said, for 20 years, and it's an interesting little house. It's a little Cape Cod. It's a fixer-upper. When we bought it 20 years ago, there were, like, mirrors on the walls and Hmm. uh, rust-colored paint all over, including on the ceilings, which was great to paint over which we did by hand um, and we've done a lot of that kind of stuff and you know that's another thing that I think kind of makes us average but kind of unique in this day and age is that as our careers have grown and our salaries have grown and things like that we definitely could have moved out of this house um, this was our starter home um, but we chose not to we just chose to make it our forever home and we now have giant children <laughs>
1: Well, tall and and, you know, Sam is 15 and he is almost my height. And I'm a grown man. And Jackson is a whole head higher, taller than I am. And I'm a very average height person. So, yes, Sam's not done growing yet. Oh, Jackson's no. not done growing yet. He's still got a couple of years to go.
0: Sam slept almost 12 hours last night. I told him he must be hitting a growth spurt.
1: Well, he is a teenager and that's what they do.
0: But anyway, that's that's the reason we decided to do this podcast is to just kind of take the joy um, and the challenges that we have like in this weird space between parents of people who are like totally sick of us and um, think we're giant morons, um, which is kind of, I will say, like grates on me particularly because it's interesting because Terry is more the creative as like he's he's been in radio for 30 years, he's an artist, he loves to paint, and if there's any sort of crafty project the kids always had to do when they were smaller, he did it, I don't, I'm not... I am not a creative.
1: We um, did a crafty project just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. For, the, <laughs> yeah. for Sam, who I'm very impressed, what, it picked, what was it, Greek literature?
0: Uh, well, he's he studying Greek literature in his lit class, and it was, um, he had to like, it was like the uh, goddesses or something. He had to do some sort of project, and he went all the way with that one.
1: And he already knew a lot of them to begin with and picked one that he knew nobody would pick uh to to you know write his project on and and uh, he got an a on that one didn't
0: he yeah he did um he uh Sam is our youngest and he tends to have um obsessions like he goes through like um, and he has his whole life, like he just con- completely obsessed with certain topics. And he was super obsessed with Greek mythology, which has surprisingly freshman year in high school come back to be a real bonus for him mm-hmm. <laughs> because he definitely, um, you know, doesn't like studying. And so he doesn't really have to because he already knows it. I mean, he's like this, he's an incredibly smart kid. He's just lazy. Um, and I say that with the endearment of a mother. Like, it's just something, I mean, something that he'll have to, to deal with and and something that we have to deal with in order to try to push him through high school and get the grades that we know he's going to need in order to get on the other side of it. But these are like the challenges, right? These Uh are the teenage parent challenges that nobody talks about because it's not as much fun as like talking about the cute thing that your baby did or the cute like recital they did or they played twinkle, twinkle, little star on the guitar. Like now you're just like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> how how am I going to get through this like preserving my dignity mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the low man on the totem pole and parenting I think at this point I need to get rid of any ego that I have which is difficult for me Well, also supporting them and trying to push them but not push them so hard that we have like a Jesse Spano saved by the bell moment where uh, they're freaking out Because they have too much pressure on them I feel like it's just such a balance Um Our oldest son Jackson is 17 And he has Got ADHD um And anxiety And he was diagnosed with that When he was in 4th grade So he's got his own set of challenges And even though he's I mean his challenges are something We've learned a lot about mental health <laughs> That mm-hmm. We uh, didn't really, you know, I don't know. We didn't really talk about mental health when we were growing up. When
1: we were in fourth grade, no. They didn't have such things to well, talk about.
0: <laughs> they, like It was just like the weird kid in the back of the class, right? Like, we had one weird kid, um, and he was just strange. I mean, on in retrospect, he's probably autistic, right? Or at least on mm-hmm. the spectrum. But I remember him, like... And it wasn't that we didn't accept him. It's just we didn't understand him at all, at all. And there was no, like, effort to understand him or effort to make him feel included in the class. It was just weird kid in the back of the class. Mm -hmm. But that's different now. I mean, there's a lot more understanding behind it. And so we've learned with Jackson and the the learning
1: process never ends. I mean, you have the, you know, what to expect when you're expecting. Yes. Which you had that book.
0: I totally had that book.
1: And when Jackson was born, the oldest. And, you know, that gets you through the first year. year.
0: Well, what to expect when you're expecting is the pregnancy book. And then what to expect the first year was my Bible with Jackson. Like that thing was dog-eared. Mm-hmm. And it does. It takes you through the first year. And then it's like, so long, sucker. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs>
1: That's what you got. And then they develop, the child develops and changes and becomes their own person and has their own thing. Everybody's got their thing, whatever that may be. You know, whether it's bad, good, whatever. (laughs) And as a parent, you're left scratching your head wondering, what do we do next? And there's nothing out there uh, for you to to reference.
0: I mean, there are things out there, but it's... I just find such a hard time like relating to them. They're always like the perfect answer, right? Like here is the correct answer for this problem. And it's and if you don't even fit in within that correct answer or if you've tried something similar and it doesn't work, like you're still I mean, the reality of the situation is I believe that most parents of teenagers more than anything are just, it's like winging a prayer, right? Like you literally day to day are trying to challenge and accept and love. While not losing your freaking mind.
1: Because you are challenged every day by their, their attitude. One day you're, they're all nice and happy and fine. And the next day they're blah, blah, blah. blah they, for no,
0: between yeah. each other too. It's like you love them both equally. Truly you do. I mean, I know there are some that I, at least from my perspective, I love both my children equally. I really do in totally different ways for totally different, you know, reasons, but it's, it is an equal thing. A lot of parents would say they have their favorite and that's totally fine too. Like whatever your thing is, you know, I think everybody has their own experience, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you it's, it's, um, it's not easy and I don't think there's any right way. So kind of the point of this podcast is to talk about just kind of the things we're dealing with. And then this is a portion of our lives, right? Like, Terry and I are both full-time professionals. We have
1: two kids, two dogs. We have a... Three
0: goldfish.
1: Yes. (laughs) And a 90-year-old house to fix up.
0: Not to mention four living parents,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, all of whom are retired, one of whom has a very serious... Recovery from stomach cancer mm-hmm. um, that we've been living through for the last three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it feels very, um, I don't want to say endless. No, it's,
1: it's again just one of those challenges that you've got to navigate, navigate, whether it be uh, ignore it or confront it, you know. Uh, and, you know, I choose to confront it.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, and that's another thing, right? Like, I choose to ignore as much as I possibly Mm -hmm. can, -hmm. (laughs) if I'm being honest, right? Like, I don't necessarily like conflict. Um, Oftentimes, I feel like things can resolve on their own. And as a parent of a teenager, uh, especially a teenager like my youngest, he will not allow anything to be ignored like we must discuss and reason it out and sometimes as a parent of a teenager literally it's everything i can do to not lose my freaking mind and be horribly racked with guilt about saying something horrible or wrong when all i want to do is just ignore it and go do something maybe have a glass of wine or something you mm-hmm. know
1: you can't do that <laughs> He won't let you do that he may get a little bit of that from me.
0: <laughs> it drives me nuts uh, you get a he gets a lot from you by the way, but um no i i I would really like to ignore some of these things. It's the only way I feel like I can be a good parent sometimes because I'm mouthy and i'm I'm as strong headed as they are, but as a parent of a teenager, I have to not be like and that's to me that's been such a difficult thing like I'm the COO of a, you know, large nationwide association. I didn't get there by being passive or being Mm -hmm. super like I'm humble, but I'm also driven. And so my the traits that that are positive for me in my job actually turn out to not be good for me as a mother sometimes. Mm hmm.
1: Well, and as their father, it, as all fathers will say, you know, it's up to me to challenge my kids, to make them better, to make them, you know, stronger, smarter and to be able to take on the world when I'm not around. And unfortunately, <laughs> Sam can do that uh on his own, but he's not ready yet. Because, Nobody
0: thinks he is. Yes. Which I think is half the battle. He gets that from me.
1: And Jackson, he's got you know anxiety. And, you know, how he's going to be ready for the world is different than the way I see it. When I grew up in 70s, 80s through the 90s as a young adult, it's it's different. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's hard to reconcile that in my own head to talk to him because I'm like, well, you know, go get it, go, Mm -hmm. you know, you want that, go get it. And you know, the anxiety that he has in his own mind is, is telling him something different. So,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and, and that leads to, you know, more challenges. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I remember one time I asked my mom like how she knew, that she had done a good job with me and my brother and she said I'll never forget this she said I never knew I did a good job you guys just left Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's like I mean she said I basically worked on it every day and then all of a sudden you guys are gone out of the house and we're kind of on the precipice of of that with our oldest too he's starting his second semester of senior year in a couple weeks we're searching for colleges. Um, mm-hmm. He's got his, his, um, he hasn't, <clears throat> he hasn't been excited about this next chapter, really. Um, although he's getting there and he found a college, one college, one college that he wants to go to, um, which he applied to. And they basically sent him back a letter saying Thank you for applying. We want to see how you do your first semester of senior year, which, by the way, when did that kind of pressure happen senior year of high school? When I was a senior in high school, Mm -hmm. like, can we just have a minute to talk about, like, I, there was no pressure. Like, that was the year that you didn't, like, I didn't necessarily skip class, but I certainly didn't pay attention to it. I just, it was easy, right? Like, it was... Home Eck and art and all the classes that you didn't really take because you had to get all your requirements in. And then you had these leftover classes. I know Terry's way older than I am. Um, so his was even easier, but I, I mean, Jack's last semester was tough. Like it was hard and he's not messed around. He's gotten all of his credits and his requirements, but it's still, he had a pretty tough, tough semester. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. What
1: was your senior year like? Yeah, mine was I could I had gotten all my other stuff out of the way. And of course, I wasn't focused on college like Jackson was. So I wasn't really all that concerned, but I was able to leave at one thirty in the afternoon because I had the work back then. They had a work program where if you had a job, you could leave to you know go to work, even though um, my job didn't start until like seven o'clock. In the evening as a stalker at a local grocery store. (laughs) So, you know, it was easy. I I had a very easy, uh, you know, senior year.
0: Yeah, no, it was much easier. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we're he's we're actually in that magical time between Christmas and New Year's, which is probably why we have the time to start this podcast (laughs) right now. Mm -hmm. But um, so his grades are in his fate is sealed and we've got to get those transcripts to this college and then we're just going to cross our fingers that he's accepted otherwise we got to start start things um start the search over again and start twisting arms and trying to go through that painful process and, and
1: arms <laughs> for the children it's not arms of anybody else it's Mm-mm. the arms of the children get this done you know get and the and while navigating
0: anxiety while navigating mm-hmm depression while well, navigating pressure well you know what I mean it's not just like I don't know at least for us it's not simple mm-hmm. so anyway that's us right yeah um, our goal with this is to just uh, continue to have episodes where we just talk about the things that we are experiencing with our life and our kids and our families and um I'm hoping, I mean, there's a lot of humor in our household. We, I think we're hilarious.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we think we're hilarious. We think we're
0: hilarious. Um, But, I mean, the goal is for us to share what we're going through. I feel like, I feel like this time in life right now is a little isolating for parents and adults that are going through it, like,
1: even though everybody is still kind of locked up thanks to COVID, um, it's also a very isolating time
0: mm-hmm.
1: because people are all on top of each other. And but yet we're all trying to find our own way to be separate, to have our own little space, our own little time. And I think people are just trying to find more time to be alone uh, because of just the general atmosphere of COVID just of the of the state of the world right now, people are just feeling isolated, no matter if it's a house full of people or if they're in an apartment. all well, by themselves.
0: I think along with that, just being a parent of a teenager is an isolating parenting experience. Not that we ever like we're not the most social people in the entire world. We didn't like have huge friend groups that we'd hang out with but Mm -hmm. you know when they were in elementary school there were events and there were plays and there were like christmas parties and you would wait for your kids and talk to parents and just kind of you know at least be a part of parents and then like the second you cross over into that high school you're a moron you're you're your teenagers think that you're incredibly dumb. Um, Things are not the same. Mm -hmm. I like the only parents. And I feel like every oftentimes when I'm speaking to parents of teenagers, like they feel like they can only talk about the their teenagers achievements. Mm -hmm. And if you start to get real, it's like.
1: nope, don't want to talk about that.
0: Exactly. It's like, oh, well, because I really think it's a painful experience. I mean, for me, I have felt and that's not to say my kids are causing me pain it's just a pain the evolution of childhood is a painful experience for parents to a certain degree them
1: growing up and us growing up with them
0: and adapting and evolving (laughs) and (laughs) spying (laughs) I I mean truly I feel like as a Person, you evolve with them, like based on their needs.
1: Mm-hmm. Like and, needing to talk to you, even though they see you're doing right, something. our
0: our youngest just like opened the door and gave us a glare while getting a snack. I mean, who can I get an amen? Like who doesn't get this as a parent of a teenager on a daily basis? As I was
1: setting up the microphones and my computer here to record, uh, both kids are like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm just we're just doing something. Well, what? You know, and there's a, if you have a young child currently and you're a mom and you're trying to go to the bathroom and can't <laughs> yes. because there's a child who wants to, who has to be there with you or you're in the middle of going to the bathroom and there's a knock on the door. Amen.
0: Great.
1: <laughs> happens. <laughs> no matter what age they are. It was our fifteen-year-old coming to the door <laughs> because he, he he could have easily. You, you know, should have seen the look done. we
0: got. It was like we were like we had landed from a different planet. We are in our sunroom. We are totally alien mm-hmm. and appalling and disgusting, and we smell like trash all at the same time. <laughs> time that was the look we got.
1: Yes. So even though could have waited. Uh, and I believe it was a package delivered that somehow he knew, because I think he ordered something off of your Amazon. Yes. Has, can see your Amazon yes. account on which his phone. which makes Christmas
0: very difficult, but yes.
1: Then he wanted to, you know, throw the package in here or whatever.
0: He could have waited, well, no. I mean, I think a lot of it is it looks like we're doing something beyond normal parent things. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. But... As I was saying, as far as the isolation aspect, I just think there's not a lot of real, like, real talk about the experience. Like, you just have to change and evolve and adapt. And, you know, this is one part of our lives. It is the most important part of our lives. Mm -hmm. But you also, it's not like we live in a world... Anymore where one of us can only focus on the children.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) You must also focus on literally everything else and have like everything break down around you. Um, I think this month alone, we've had plumbing issues. We had to put in a new furnace. We had Christmas. We like.
1: No. uh, Yes. This will be a a two plumbing issues within uh, roughly about a month of each other, because right before Christmas. Or right before Thanksgiving, uh, our septic system, uh, the, the oh, I forgot about that. line that goes out of our house to the mainline sewer backed up.
0: Yeah, you know, it's bad when they bring two, two trucks, trucks and there's a hose going from the road to your basement, some sort of hose and a motor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was that's alarming uh, the bill was nice and high, but at least sewage isn't coming out of our shower, so that's awesome.
1: Our, yes, our basement shower, and and but now we need to have the plumbers back because uh, our furnace died. <laughs> it was dying. Slow, uh,
0: painful death.
1: And and of course, it was going. It stopped working. It would just blow cold air. Then it would work when we called the repair guy. That happened two or three times and, you know, it being the end of December, before the really cold months, I was like, nope, 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 we're getting the new furnace. We're getting the new furnace now before we have no other option. We, we do it on our schedule, not it's and uh, now it's done. And now that
0: thankfully we can do that. Like that's another benefit for being older and yes. wiser and having stayed in our careers for as long as we have. We actually have a little bit of money where we can, we're not at the mercy of the furnace going out and us freezing. And we are getting the most expensive model from the most expensive, uh, heating guy.
1: But we need to call the plumber back because you need a humidifier. I need a humidifier humidifier because my
0: freaking sinuses are going to Mm -hmm. like, just shrivel up like raisins and fall out of my face. That's Mm -hmm. about to happen. So I guess that's a win-win, but anyway, I feel like we've made clear like the, the things that we want to discuss in this podcast, and really the goal is to just—I don't know—to put something out into the world that's real and relatable, and hopefully provides a feeling to us too, right? That we're not alone in this experience, and mm-hmm. give you know.
1: Are, are we going to have some type of email Ooh, address for yeah. people to email us?
0: Yeah, like if you have questions, we're happy to 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 do that. Um, that email address <laughs> <laughs> is. This is something we should
1: have talked about before we started this podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is. But you know what? We're uh, it's parenting with teens. Okay, wait. <laughs> it's. Uh, What's the name of our podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Parents of Teens. It's parents of teens. Uh-huh. 100 at (laughs) gmail.com. I mean, surely that's available.
1: I'm sure everybody could hear the confused (laughs) glare. That I was just giving you as you're <laughs> pulling this out of the air. Hey,
0: listen, this is what I'm saying to you. Like it's parenting with No. What's what is it?
1: <laughs> you really need a notebook. Okay, this is and what to it write is. Write this down.
0: Parents of teens one hundred at gmail dot com. If that doesn't work <laughs> We'll let you know in the next episode, but I'm quite sure it's available. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know we'd love to hear your questions or comments or if there is anything that you want us to discuss. I would say at this point in our marriage, in our journey through parenting and our relationships with our parents and trying to juggle all the responsibilities that we have we could at least provide some insight once again i just want to state like the reason for this podcast is not to solve your problems like we don't know what the hell we're doing um Mm-mm. just ask our kids <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it is to help i don't know parents of teens not feel so alone or like you're an abomination because your teenager isn't a star athlete getting scholarships to go to an ivy league school like you know
1: your, your child isn't the overachiever or at least that you've tried to project on social media and to all your friends if they're not that's fine
0: <laughs> it's totally fine like it's actually i often think it's again like the point is to find joy in the every day like i feel like we find joy in the every day mm-hmm. like there and that's not to say like every single day is joyful there are there have been many a night where i'm very sad and feel very alone and feel very confused about this time in my life. But I'm grateful that I have my husband who's also my best friend Mm -hmm. to just have someone to hug and get through it. And you know I'm lucky. I just feel like we're lucky. I know that there are a lot of people out there that don't have that person or feel like they can't be real with like their parents, maybe their parents are uh, oh, my kids were perfect all the time growing up. What does that sound like?
1: It may or may not sound like my mom. Uh Mm -hmm.
0: But the reality is it's not that easy and it's not and you're certainly not doing anything wrong if you're if you feel pain or if you're confused. I, I think that's what I've learned through this is there's no right way to do it. Like, honestly, honestly, just with with both parents and teenagers, just showing them that you love them, admitting to your mistakes and just trying every day. That's like all you can do. Mm -hmm. I think that's all you can do.
1: Yes. Uh, A friend of mine uh, once told me and uh, he had children much older than what mine were. Uh, our kids were just toddlers at the time. And, he, and he, one of the things he said to me uh, when he asked me, well, how old are the kids? And I told him and they were, you know, toddlers. And he said, oh, so you're the hero. And I said, what? He said, you're the hero right now. Uh, you get to reach, you know, the top shelf. You can pick things up. They can't. They, you, you can take them somewhere. You're the hero. And I was like, oh, OK. Mm-hmm. He says, but when they become teenagers, you're the villain. You've become from hero to villain, and that has happened.
0: I don't know. Like, I don't think it's that black and white. Uh, I don't uh, think...
1: From the dad's point of view, it is, because I'm Mr. No, and, well, you know, he's just saying no because he can, even though I may have another reason, like safety reasons. Well,
0: and the other thing that the other lovely ingredient to this crazy, horrible soup that is our life right now is the fact that they're going through so much. Mm-hmm. It's like as teenagers, you're not dealing with people who have fully like formed brains and stuff like.
1: No, they're not
0: <laughs> sane. No. I mean, they aren't there yet. Like they're taller. Both of them are taller than me at this point. They're mouthy. They're smart. They're funny. Like, but they are not fully mature. They can't like they there's some part of your brain. You can look it up. That isn't for (laughs) I don't know what it is. I should probably look it up. But that isn't formed until you're like 25 years old. And it's like the good decision making part of your brain. And we have to remember that. Not only that, but being a teenager sucks. Like, I would never, ever go back to being a teenager. Ever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wouldn't. I know some people say it was, quote, the best time of my life. But those are not the people this podcast is for. <laughs> like, it was not. It's, your life is a long one. That's that. If you absolutely knew what you were doing in high school, my guess is you don't know what you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah. it's completely different. But I mean, our I know I'm just trying to get them through it. Like, get through this time because it gets better. It does get better. But that's the other kind of ingredient that we have to remember is we're not dealing with logical people. So when they're mean as hell and make us feel stupid, like, we're not dealing with normally formed people right now.
1: Mm-mm. They're mutants.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. But they also give the best hugs in the entire world and they help me reach things on the top shelf. So Mm -hmm. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for our first episode of Parents of Teens. If you have questions or comments or if you have anything that you just kind of want some insight on as a fellow parent or parent of teens or a fellow
1: survivor of, survivors.
0: any, of, any, of any survivors ownership. yes or or uh, being that middle person between teenagers and senior citizens as parents uh, survivor of marriage for 20 almost 23 years we'd love to hear it um, parents of teens 100 at gmail.com you